found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. Hi, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to a Thursday edition. It's the Ken Miller Show on 1700 KBGG. Trent Condon and myself with you for the next couple of hours talking local sports with you. We will do some NFL. We will do some Iowa. We'll do some Iowa with the Iowa's head football coach, Kirk Ferentz. Uh, he joins us at 1 o'clock. Even though Nebraska's off this week, Sipple is locked in on a weekly basis. Stephen M., uh, what's going on over in Nebraska as they get a bye week this week? So we'll catch up with Sip. And then the voice of the Kansas City Chiefs, Mitch Holtis, will finish things out at about 1.40. Of course, the Chiefs in action tonight, and you can hear the game, as you can hear every Chiefs game, home and away, uh, all season long, right here on 1700 KBGG. It is the Chiefs and the Raiders, a terrific rivalry. Not what it once was, uh, but maybe uh, in the years to come, these two teams will make their way back up to the top of the AFC West. Certainly hope it doesn't happen in my life. Trent Conner is a Bronco fan, but it's liable to. We've got to start with baseball. Cubs yes. uh, pick themselves up off the mat. They get a win. Um, I mean, the story of the game is, is not, the, it's not the, the, the way the Cubs won with the solo shots and Javi Baez doing what he do, or did. The starting pitching that Arietta gave them it was a blown call. Um, look, Jim Wolf or Joe Wolf? Jim Wolf, the umpire, the, the home plate umpire, he's falling on the sword. But Eric Cooper, um, who we both like, mm-hmm. and I got to know very well when uh, when him and uh, Tim McClellan were uh, coming in and doing a workly show down the dial. Uh, I was kind of the point person for that, and I, I got to know them very well, and I like both of them. Uh, but you know what? Uh, feelings for Cooper side today. I think he had a major, major um, role in that overturn because if you read lips, when the umpires got together, Coop kind of took charge right off the bat and, and asked Wolf, the home plate umpire, what did you have? What did you have is kind of how I read it. And then he got involved. And look, Trent, you just cannot make that call, whether it's a game in June or in particular game five of an NL or game four, three of an NL World Series. You wonder. I've umpired championship series. should say. Yeah, right. I've umpired a lot. And there's times where you get caught and you don't know, but you make a call. And you want to stick with that call. And you wonder, did he hear something? Is he, in his mind, he absolutely saw that? Or was it, oh, I, I called this, I'm going to stay with it. Well, I mean, Wolf, because Did you hear what Wolf said? He convinced himself that he heard two sounds. Right. He convinced himself to change the call. Yeah. And I mean, that's kind of what you get into, is what route are these umpires going down? And we have replay for everything. Except. But nothing. Right. You know, it's. Replay for a guy that falls off a base for a nanosecond. Mm -hmm. But something like this, this is easily reviewable. Mm -hmm. You don't have replay. And and just if you you don't want to go and put the headsets on, they're playing it on the jumbo high-definition screen that is now in place at center field Mm -hmm. at Wrigley Field. You can – and they were showing it, Trent. They were showing it in the ballpark. It was – Look, it, it didn't, in, at the end of the day, it didn't come back to bite them. But didn't you think it was going to? Oh, yeah. Can you imagine? It felt like. Granderson's going to get a fourth strike, and that fourth strike, that, uh, that extra opportunity, mm-hmm. he's going to do some damage with it. And Eric Cooper was going to struggle getting out of Wrigley Field that night. If Boy, that was did the you, case. I, I went right to Twitter, yes. to his mentions. The vitriol oh, was God. real. 
Yeah, was. I don't care if he's By an a Iowan. A lot of local people. Yes, yeah. yeah. A lot of people get. What is it about Iowans and playoff baseball? Well, I know, I know. I mean, you you've heard my piece on on our buddy Tim. Yeah. But not just with my team, the Rockies, Padres. I know. That, See, now I think Tim had that one right. No, I'm he did it. No, but he was the only one that you couldn't see a television replay that definitively saw. I mean, the best view in the house in my mind was Tim McClellan. Sure. Do I think he got it right? Probably not. But I didn't see anything that showed me that Tim missed it, and he had the best view of it. Sure. There's nothing to overturn. And maybe if, we if, need a camera on the umpire. Well, maybe. Maybe to see what he's seeing. Now, again... Maybe if Tim wasn't my friend, right, uh, I might not have saw See a little different. Felt differently, but look at and of course Don Dagger, well, yeah, Waterloo there's guy. Another one, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was, was a as wonderful. Bad as everything. He's a wonderful guy by all accounts, right? I, I interviewed him back when I was uh, up in Cedar Falls, starting my radio career. He's just a great person. Is he good? He, he really is. I've and, heard that from a number of them. Yeah, and he's willing to talk about it. Doesn't shy away. You know his his phone number back then was listed in the phone book, Waterloo, Iowa. Don Denkinger. Isn't that something? And it was still listed after there was an article. He received hundreds of phone calls that winter. Yeah. Took them all. Some yeah. some death threats in there. Right. But took the calls, talked to the people about it. I blew it. Mm-hmm. Last night, Eric Cooper blew it. Yeah. He blew the call. No, he did. There's no question. Now, I I think he had a major influence in it. I really mm-hmm. do. Um, and, and Wolf, to his credit, wasn't throwing his third base umpire under the bus. He he fell on the sword. He kicked it. It was his, his call to begin with. But, man, oh, man, you're asking a guy that far away from the actual play. Did you hear two sounds? Wrigley Field's going crazy. Thought they had a strikeout. There, there's, there's maybe three people that could have heard what happened in the batter's box. Mm-hmm. Anderson, Contreras, and Wolf. After that, I'm not buying. If you think what you if you're telling me, you're in row one, or right, the guy in the pink hat that seems. To, do you know why he wears that pink hat? No, no. I think this was part of the broadcast. One of the broadcasts uh, in this playoff series. Now I don't know if this is true or not, but this is what was said. Right? He wears the pink hat, so his wife will be able will will be able to see him at the games and not think that he's cheating on her. Oh, That's what he said. <laughs> Someone asked him about that. Oh man. But no, he's got that seed. Well, you've got to pay a lot of money for that seed. Yes, yes. But he's a, he's a Cubs fan, but he wears the pink hat every single game so his wife can identify him on TV easier. Well, look, at, at the end of the day, it didn't come back and get them. Uh, the umpires catch a break. Baseball catches a break. Granderson, look, he knew. Mm-hmm. You you can tell. And, and he sold hands, it. Sold it big time. Yes. But after the game, Trent, he was still trying to sell it. Yeah. Now, I know what he's trying to do today. I mean, if you're an umpire, it's human nature, right? If Granderson, who cried wolf yesterday, mm-hmm. to wolf, ironically, um, you know, you're, you're going to kind of take that with a grain of salt, I Absolutely. would think. You know what? You got me yesterday. You're not getting me today. Mm-hmm. You, you got to be thinking that. I do. But let's move past the umps. They got the win. Arietta was great. He really was. He was to excellent. To his credit, he was really good. He locked in just an incredible effort out of him. He said if they need him, he'll pitch out of the bullpen mm-hmm. games six and seven mm-hmm. is what it obviously Did it be. feel like goodbye to you when he tipped his cap? Yes. To the, and he yeah. did it. Normally, look, I don't know if there's a, a handbook, a playbook for when you tip your cap when you're leaving the mound in the middle of a game. But it usually seems like it's right before they go down the first couple of steps. He got he got past the uh, the third base line and and his hat was off and he mm-hmm. was doffing his cap. Yeah, um, it felt like that was the end. Goodbye um, Chicago. Goodbye Chicago. But what a hell of a run if that is it for him. I mean, look what he did for the couple of no hitters. Um, how important he was in those playoff runs. 
I mean, Jake Arrieta will never be forgotten in his Cubs tenure. Not bad for Scott Feldman, right? Yeah, really. Jesus. <laughs> Him and Rondon. Right. For Feldman and, what, a backup catcher. Was it Clevenger or something like that? Um, it could have been. Yeah, something I think you're right, things. actually. Yeah. I think that was the trade. Regardless, was unbelievable. Yeah. And Theo and Jake do it again. for Jorge Soler. Right, How'd exactly. Very, very well. So, yeah, it feels like the end. But, Cappy told us this yesterday, and and. It's a conversation you always have to have at 3-0, especially in the 2-3-2 two, two, format. Mm-hmm. You get game four. Yep. Get a little bit of momentum, a mm-hmm. little bit of positive momentum. And then you win. You win another home game and tonight. You get back on the plane and in L.A. starts to feel And where the heat. does that pressure go? You're yeah. playing with house money. To an extent, I agree with you. Yep, there, there's clearly going to be some, because the Dodgers should have wrapped this thing up. They've been the better baseball uh, mm-hmm. team throughout the uh, throughout this playoffs. But it was good to see Baez bat wake up last night and the second when he blows the bubble uh, in the middle of his swing as he's watching it. He's Contreras, awesome. uh, you know, no, he really is. Contreras, I mean, I, I don't know. I guess I don't watch Contreras round the bases on a home uh, on a home run trot enough, but it seemed like he took forever. Yes. I mean, he was in no hurry to get around those bases uh, during that home run trot of his last night. A little pimping going around. I think he was, yeah. Did I hear this right? The Cubs, the only way they've scored runs in the four games is solo homers. Mm, I mean, would he, he, I, I, on they the surface, have... I don't know, but it sure seems like that. Because last night, obviously, all yeah. solo homers. Uh, the night Schwarber, the night before, right. solo home run. And game number it two, sure as I go seems back, like that. I'm flipping through. That was Addison Russell hit the only uh, homer there in the fifth inning. No, it, didn't Almora hit a toy? Didn't he? He Man. hit us in game one, didn't he? Hit a two run shot off of Kershaw. He did. Yeah. So they're a two run homer and all solo shots. I think that's that. the case. Yeah. There hasn't been a hit with the runners in scoring position, mm-hmm. unless Contreras is there. But regardless, a hit, not mm-hmm. a homer. Mm-hmm. That's not good. No. Can't live that way. No. But here we go. We've got a rematch of game one. At least as the starters, Quintana. Now he comes back on on full rest, and and Kershaw. I think this year I saw the stat he was like eleven and two when he pitched after a, after a Dodgers loss. Regular season playoffs, you know, the little Kershaw's bit more different. The line. No, I agree with you. I agree with numbers you. Numbers continue He's, to be different. You know, what's different is Turner. Yes. Jeff is uh, Jimmy B calls him Justin as everybody else does. <laughs> um, Trent, he hit that ball last night. I mean, that was a blast. A rocket. Yeah. yeah. He's locked in. And it's I always love the story of guys like this, you know, that are bit players and then just turn into mm-hmm. stars yeah. and, and turn into... There's a couple of them on that team. What about yeah. Taylor? Yes, yeah. Another guy that you pick off the scrap heap and yep. turn into that. And how much of that is luck? The Dodgers got lucky with two guys. How much of, of it do you put to Freeman in the front office? got to be a component. Yeah, I think it probably does it. But at the same time, I think some guys, they hate to use the light go on thing, but but guys don't always, you know, get to whatever sport they're in, they don't get to the prime of their career at the same time as everybody else on the roster does. Mm-hmm. It's different for everybody. I think it's probably a little bit of both for, for that. But, uh, yeah, Friedman deserves some credit, no doubt about it. Well, we shall see today. Meanwhile, over in the American League uh, Championship Series, a series that – uh, for whatever reason, we don't spend a ton of time talking about this Yankee story, Trent. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one that's being written right now by this team, they love with uh, you know going down uh, in series where the point that they have to win baseball games because when they've done that, they have responded in resounding fashion. Yesterday being no different. Judges heating up. Um, Sanchez did, with a bomb. Sanchez with a bomb. 
This whole team, Bird's good. I mean, they got some talent. You know, I really like is, is Fraser. Yeah. You know, this is a bunch of young guys, it seems like. And Gardner's not young, but and, and Fraser. What a great act. They pilfered the White Sox. Mm-hmm. Pilfered the White Sox to get Canely, Robertson, Fraser. I mean, those are three bitty, pretty big pieces to what this Yankee team is doing right now. And, and you think of just how much that improves your roster, not just going out and getting a guy, but you get three guys, three guys that have been all-star caliber at some point in their mm-hmm. career for Kaylee's right now and for Robertson probably too. Frazier not so much, but he's but still got he do- Yeah, but, and, but look what he does. Look at what he brings to a baseball team, yes. right? He's the cheerleader. He's cheering in the dugout. He's He jumps over the uh, the railing, gets outside the dugout, and he's waving his arm around. That, that, that He's a big, big piece of this team. And, yes. and I think he's a free agent. I'll be shocked if he's not wearing pinstripes next year. This is exactly what a young team needs. Yep. Is one of those veteran presents that, you know, that understands baseball, that has the respect of the young guys on his team. I'll be shocked if he's not back next year. You know, and Gardner's another great guy. I love that you brought him up because he is a grinder. He's never been a star. He's always been a solid player, but at this point in his career, mm-hmm. he just has so much know-how, and you see the way he battles at the plate. Every single at-bat, it seems, that Gardner's up there. Seems like he's up there for 12 pitches every time. He's They're up. long at-bats, aren't oh, they? Oh, yeah, they just grinding away, yeah. and that's got to rub off on young kids, right? I mean, you, I, you would think. You need a little bit of that. I wonder if the Cubs might look in that direction. You know, Add somebody. They had John I think they Jay. missed Dexter Fowler, Trent. I yes. really do. And, you know, John Jay came in, but that's what I was going to say. Dexter Fowler. Mm-hmm. John Jay's a nice player. Mm-hmm. Dexter Fowler had that. With all these young guys, if. They missed if you, David Ross. Look what David Ross brought to that clubhouse you know, last Zobrist year. Zobrist maybe can kind of fill that role, I but. Guess. Yeah, Hayward was a guy that talked, you know, during the rain delay mm-hmm. in game seven. Mm-hmm. But those veteran guys, they're important. As much as you want young talent. There's also something to be said about those veterans and hungry veterans. Frazier's no. been on some awful Reds teams. No, no doubt. And some bad White Sox teams. And a bad White Sox team. Uh, Verlander was on a bad Detroit team. He'll pitch tomorrow. It, it, it almost feels like, I mean, he's been lights out with, he's, so since he's got over to Houston, and I expect the same tomorrow. It, we might be in for a game seven, I guess, is where we're going, right? I mean, I'd sign sorry. up for that. Now, I know it's a I Saturday. Almost, I feel like the Astros are broken, though. Yeah. It, unless well, Verlander is, gives them nine or he ten. He almost has to. Yes. That you could see two games ago in game game four, it just had they're up two, mm-hmm. and it it still felt inevitable that they that were going to come back and get beat. You're down two in the eighth yep. inning, yep, and it felt like you're, when those kind of feelings happen in baseball, and we've seen them before, it's inevitable, and that's what it felt like there. And and I think this Astros team, outside of Verlander going nuts. I think it's over in six. Yeah, I think you're probably, I hope you're wrong. Uh, we will take a timeout. We'll come back. Frank Schwab, Yahoo Sports, some NFL conversation. Scott Dockham and Landa 10 will be here. Big news out of the Big Ten uh, basketball media days taking place in New York. I wonder if anybody went. Um, I think Jeremiah Davis was there. Oh, for I the Cedar Rapids? Because, you believe. know, I saw a tweet from him. Yeah. That would make sense. Um, I wonder who else did. Not many. I don't think so. I mean, Kaker doesn't miss anything. Right. He really doesn't, to his credit. Uh, he doesn't miss anything. I'm not sure Land of Ten's represented. It's pricey. It's very pricey. Get out there from here, hotels. Yes. 
And if you, basketball if, media you've, if you've ever spent any time in New York, it's a whole different rate card yeah. <laughs> for those other cities that you're used to going to. Uh, but the big news there, and we'll talk to Doc about it, the Big Ten's going to a 20-game regular season schedule starting next year. How about that? Basketball fans, I think it's great news. We'll take a time out. Frank Schwab will talk NFL. Kirk Ferentz, Iowa's head football coach, will be here at 1. Uh, we look forward to that as well. Ken Miller, Trent Condon, it's the Ken Miller Show on 1700 KBGG. Hey, it's Tiki Bar. And Brandon Tierney. We are Tiki and Tierney, giving you the big scoop on all the games. Afternoons on the Big Talker, 1700 KBGG. Boom. Cap is back. Flag Guy here. We're proud to sponsor the foremost expert on all things Chicago, Dave Kaplan, weekly here on the Ken Miller Show. While Cap has the behind the scenes on your favorite Chicago sports team, we have the flags, Bears, Bulls, Blackhawks, Sox, Cubs. We've got them all. Northwestern, too. I guess they kind of count. Check out our Chicago flags and a whole lot more online at heartlandflags.com. And peep the retail store, too. 3719 Southwest 9, Des Moines. As a bee emoji, there's nothing I love more than a strong shot of nectar. But getting behind the wheel when you're buzzed? That makes me want to sting. Drive sober and make zero fatalities your goal in Iowa. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, inventor of MyPillow. My employees and I would like to thank you for making MyPillow possible. Years ago, when I invented MyPillow, I thought I was the only one out there with problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat, I'd flip-flop all night, or wake up with a sore neck or headache. So that's why I invented MyPillow. You can adjust MyPillow's patented fill to your exact individual needs to help you get to sleep faster and stay there longer, to get the quality sleep you need. I back it with my 10-year warranty and my 60-day money-back guarantee. And now to thank you, I'm bringing back my best offer ever. Buy one of my MyPillows and get another one absolutely free. Go to MyPillow.com or call 800-951-4694 and use promo code Des Moines to buy a MyPillow and get another absolutely free. That's MyPillow.com or call 800-951-4694 and use promo code Des Moines. Now at Menards. Save big money on your next project with an 11% rebate on everything. From modular systems to pre-finished closet kits, Dakota makes it easy to create your own living space. 11 and 3 quarter inch deep by 8 foot square edge shelving in six colors are 11.56 each after rebate. Stop waiting and start saving with an 11% rebate on everything now at Menards. Good through October 21st. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Save big money at Hey, it's Trent Condon here from Jimmy BNTC. If you've been talking and thinking about improving your health, I have an idea for you. Do what I did. Call New Leaf Wellness. My weight had been increasing, my endurance during workouts was waning, and I was just feeling sluggish. New Leaf Wellness put together a program to help me lose weight, improve my energy, and they can do the same for you. Call New Leaf Wellness today at 515-650-1358 to schedule a free, no-obligation consultation. That's 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. And tell them TC sent you. Losing a loved one hurts. Amanda the Panda is here to help. For nearly 40 years, the local nonprofit program has been helping grieving families find hope and healing. Registration is now open for its fall support group for the Camp Amanda the Panda held October 14th and 15th in Indianola. Learn more and register for free at amandathepanda.org or call 515-223-HUGS. That's amandathepanda.org, 515-223-HUGS. 
Kate here with Food Dudes Delivery. Are you tired of the same old delivery options? Food Dudes Delivery can solve that problem for you. We deliver for restaurants that don't do delivery. Order through us at fooddudesdelivery.com. Place your order for lunch today, dinner tonight, or your office party tomorrow at fooddudesdelivery.com. Since 1993, Wolf Construction has been Des Moines' choice for residential and commercial roofing. From complete re-roofing to small leaks, call Wolf Construction at 225-8866 for your roofing needs. Call 225-8866 to set up your roofing consultation or online at wolfconstruction.net. That's wolfconstruction.net for Wolf Construction. A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. wolfconstruction.net. Are you in the mood for real, classic, homemade Italian food? Well, I have the spot for you. It's Villaggio. Two locations. The newest location in Urbandale, 2675 100th Street. The original in Norwalk. Classic dishes like cavatelli, spaghetti, lasagna, and vodka rigatoni. Top-notch pizza and awesome sandwiches. A great happy hour and Italian done right. Villaggio. Sports talk for real sports fans. Back to Miller and Condon on 1700 KBGG. Hi, welcome back. It's the Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG. Frank Schwab, YahooSports.com, scheduled to join us here. Scott Dockham in the land at 10. We'll get to him at about 1240 as uh, we move on here uh, from the baseball conversation. Teddy Bridgewater uh, he met the media for the first time today. Uh, um, in in Minneapolis since he's got the all-clear signal. He's convinced he's going to play again, Trent. Um, I hope he does, quite honestly. I sure. thought his arrow was pointing up prior to last year. Exciting to see, you know, what... Because, you know, he's gone through the growing pains that all quarterbacks seemingly... Uh, and Dak Prescott maybe having his this year as opposed to last year. But all young quarterbacks seemingly go through one of these phases, you know, before they become the quarterback that you hope that they're going to do. And Bridgewater's arrow was pointing up, and unfortunately we don't know what he's going to come back like. But if you're uh, – look, the Vikings matter here. I hope they're good. Bridgewater, have we made him out to be a little bit more than he is, though? What, Training, what don't oh. you like? Mm, the numbers, not great, you know? Right. Just, I don't know. I think maybe the injury has – has added to the the intrigue of him coming back. No, that there's there's clearly that surround, uh, surrounding him. No doubt about that. So we'll get into uh, NFL conversation. Frank Schwab coming up here momentarily. Chiefs Raiders tonight. You know, I, I I wonder when you when you look at these NFL games, it was more important for Pittsburgh last Sunday than the game was for Kansas City. Is this an angle that you? have to incorporate when you're trying to figure out who's going to win on any given Sunday. Who needs this game more? Um, clearly, who needs this game more would be the Oakland Raiders tonight. Even Kansas City can afford to lose two in a row. I just wonder if that's something you have to take a look at. Certainly did last week, and that's why a lot of people picked the Steelers. He is Frank Schwab. He writes for YahooSports.com at the shutdown corner. Um, he's sloughing today. He's in the last four hours, he's only got four new articles <laughs> posted at the shutdown corner of Yahoo Sports. Frank, uh, Trent and Ken in Des Moines, thanks for coming on. As always, how are you, Frank Schwab? 
Hey, good. What's going on? I want to start with the um, lots of ground to cover with you, but I did not. I was not aware of the Eagles fan base. I, I guess they've got a problem with Pete Morelli and his crew. They thought that there's some bias against the Eagles, and the referees' association, which surprises me, felt that they needed to come out and set the record straight. Does this happen more than we know, Frank? As far as you know, the referees' association reaching out when they seem to get a a vocal group of fans in any given city rooting for any given team that think there is a bias? Do they do this more than we know? I haven't heard of it. <laughs> if they have, they've done it pretty quietly, and it's not gotten out, because this is the first time I can remember the Referees Association yeah, it, it, taking a step to put out a statement saying, no, our referees aren't biased. And the funny thing about this whole thing, the Eagles won. Like it, it just like the Eagles fans, man. They are they are intense. Even after a win, they're getting on the referees. There's been a ton of stories around in Philly this week about the the penalty discrepancy when Morelli's crew does a game. They, you know, last week it was ten for the Eagles, one for the Panthers, and you know, I mean, the numbers are hard to refute. Although it's pretty small sample size, but it's just funny. And I, trust me, the the one thing I can always count on is every single team's fan base in the entire NFL will complain about how the refs have it out for them. It, it's pretty funny. The Seagulls team is good. Just how good are they? I mean, they're, they're the best record in the NFC right now. Give us a hit on this team. Are they built to win come January? I don't see why not. And we have to start with this. There's no great team in the NFL this year. Right. It's, it's not like we're comparing the Eagles with the – you know the '91 Redskins or the the 2000 Ravens or whoever. This is this is a parity-filled NFL with no great team. So I think you got to start there, and then you start looking at well, who who does you know who does have a shot? Who who looks like a complete team or close as we got to it? The, the Eagles got a good quarterback. I really like Carson Wentz. They can run. They can run the ball. They can throw the ball. Their offensive line is good when it's healthy. Their front seven is very very good. I, I, their cornerbacks aren't good. But, I mean, try to tell me a team without a flaw right now. and I mean, that's a pretty bad flaw. And it might come back to bite them against a really good passing team in the playoffs or something. But there's no reason for the Eagles to believe they can't make a Super Bowl at this point. There's, there's nobody that much better than them. They've gone on the road and they beat the Panthers, who are also a contender in the NFC. This looks like a complete team. It looks like a team that's on the rise. And it looks like, you know, the competition for them is just not there yet. We, we don't know if anybody in the NFC is going to step up, and it's, and it's especially true with the Aaron Rodgers injury. Yeah, and let's go there, Frank, because, I mean, we saw Vegas react to it. It's the biggest reaction in the history of the NFL when it comes to sports gambling, sports wagering. It's like a 12-and-a-half-point swing with one player, uh, which is unheard of. Um, Look, Brett Hundley, they're saying all the right things. I, I've seen some people say that, you know, he's A.J. McCarron. Hundley is the guy that's going to get a lot of calls. He's Garoppolo in New England that, you know, they would love to have him on their team. Uh, and they're happy to have Brett Hundley there in, in, for circumstances like this. But do you believe that Brett Hundley is capable of leading this Packers team were to, to where a lot of people thought that they were going to be? And that's right at the top of the NFC North. Yeah, I, I like Brett Hundley. I, I mean, and I'm not saying he's Aaron Rodgers, and I'm not saying this Packers team is a Super Bowl contender anymore. They're not. But Hundley was good at UCLA. I liked him. He fell in the draft. I, I, I'm still not quite sure why, but he did. But in the preseason, he's looked great. So 
you know, and there's no reason for the Packers to believe right now that there's a better option out there. I, I hear, you know, I heard immediately like, oh, they're going to get Tony Romo out of retirement. Have we learned anything from the Jay Cutler debacle? Like, once the guy's retired, he's retired. I only has I don't think Tony Romo is a better quarterback today than Brett Hundley is. <laughs> he's just he's been retired for a year. Or a trade for Scott Tolzien. Like, Scott Tolzien's terrible. Like, we don't know. Maybe, maybe Brett Hundley's terrible, too. But we haven't seen that yet. The Packers are going to want to at least give a chance to the guy who they developed for three years. They have a good reason to believe that he can come in and be a competent quarterback based on what he's done in the preseason, knows the offense. I think Brett Hundley's going to be a fairly good quarterback down the stretch. Now, Ironically enough, I worry more about the injuries around Brett Hundley this week. The Packers have lost everybody. I mean, not just Rodgers. They're, they're, they were losing a defensive back just about every play. They lost their offensive linemen again. I, it, this is a banged-up Packers team. But if healthy, if the Packers could ever get healthy, and that's a real question this year, I think Brett Hundley could do just fine with him, and I don't think that they're out of this NFC North race just because Aaron Rodgers is done. Talking right now, Frank Schwab, Yahoo Sports with us as we're talking a little NFL Thursday night football, Kansas City and uh, a Chiefs team. Did we find out more about the Chiefs with that loss against the Steelers or find out a little bit more about the Steelers and some resiliency? I think maybe a little more about the Steelers, but I, I just think it was one of those NFL games between two good teams. You know, I mean, the Steelers had their backs against the wall. The Chiefs didn't. The one thing the Chiefs have to worry about is how bad their offensive looked in the first half. I mean, the, their offense was, you know, six yards in the first half. I think they had one first down, two first down, something like that. It, you know, and until the Chiefs get out of that rut in the playoffs, we're always going to think that way about them. We're always going to think, yeah, the Chiefs are good, but the Chiefs are, yeah, the Chiefs are five and one. But what's going to happen in January? Their offense is going to go in a shell. We kind of saw that Sunday. So you know, I, I think that the Chiefs are just fine. I think they're still the best team in the NFL. But you know, these old questions about Alex Smith, about Andy Reid, about that offense—they're going to keep popping up until they do it in the playoffs. And you know, those Steelers are one of those teams they're going to see in the playoffs. And to to play that poorly against them was was a bad sign. But you know, well, I, I honestly think the Raiders win tonight. I think their backs are against the wall. They have to—I mean, two and five, two and five—you're done. You're you're at two and five. You practically have to win out or go eight and one the rest of the way to make the playoffs. So the Raiders know that the crowd's going to be fired up. I think you're going to see the absolute best out of the Oakland Raiders tonight. And but it still wouldn't mean to me that the Chiefs aren't a very good team. It mm-hmm. just this is the way the NFL is. Every team in the NFL is capable. I've never seen the NFL this competitive. This is you know even the, I, I do power rankings every week. My number 31 team is the San Francisco 49ers, which you pretty much have to be. They're all in six. Mm-hmm. They've lost the last five games by 13 points. That's crazy. Without they haven't lost. You know, they haven't lost a game by more than a field goal in five weeks, <laughs> and they're the number 31 team in football. So, you know, it's just one of those, it's it's just, roll the, you know, the Yahtzee Cup with all the dice, just shake them up and roll them out every week, and who knows what we're going to get out of it, each and every one of these teams, basically. And it was a perfect example last Sunday night, Frank. I mean, I sat with my jaw wide open yeah. watching my Broncos go down to, at the time, the winless New York Giants, and this wasn't a fluke. The Giants were, in every phase of that football game, the better team. What happened there? I mean, how does a team like the Giants, who've been so bad, uh, they lose all those receivers, they come into a Sunday night game, Denver's coming off a bye, feeling pretty good about themselves, and they got spanked. They really did. I I was shocked, too. I mean, I know the NFL is unpredictable, but I didn't expect that. And the Broncos, (laughs) 
they're going to regret that because you look at their schedule and it's like, wow, this is going to get really tough. You're not going to get many more games against Owen, whatever teams. This is this is getting serious now with your schedule. Uh, that's a game to look back on. But it's again, it's a lesson we all have to remember that none of these teams are as bad as we hear they are, but none of these teams are as good as we hear they are. They're just, it's a competitive league, and people talk about parity like it's a bad thing. I don't think that way. I think these are 31 capable teams, and even your worst, except the Browns. The Browns are just a different deal. They're so bad, and so, I mean, I hate to say it, because I really do like Cleveland. I like the Browns, but... They're the outlier. They're they're so bad that they are that kind of pseudo bye week. We get used to the college game where it's like you know I'm a Wisconsin fan. You guys know that. Where it's like some of these weeks I go into the game like okay are they going to win by thirty or forty? I'm not sure. There's no games like that in the NFL. Every week is tough. Every week you're on upset alert. And I think last week was a prime example. Nine of the fourteen games were won straight up by the underdog. I mean that's that's the NFL in a nutshell right there. I just think again it's. I, it's just, does it mean the the Broncos are bad because they won bad? No, not really. They're just going to regret losing a game they, quote-unquote, should have won. But that's the NFL. It's, it's just tough every single week, every single game. How about the future of the quarterback position? After years and years of Peyton Manning and Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers with another injury, uh, 33 years old. But as we look five years down the road, is there a concern about the quarterback position and maybe the star power that comes with it in the NFL? I don't think so personally, because yeah, you're going to you're going to lose Breeze, you're going to lose Brady, but I look at these young quarterbacks and, and it's a pretty impressive group. I think already you're seeing Deshaun Watson's a star. You've seen some things out of Mitch Trubisky that leads me to believe he can be good. I think Mahomes is a really exciting player. Then you move up, you know, I mean, guys like Derek Carr, Jameis Winston, Marcus Mariota, guys like Russell Wilson and Andrew Luck are going to be around for another 10 years probably. There's a lot of young quarterback talent. And next year's draft class is fantastic too. There's four or five guys coming in that could be long-term starters in the NFL. So I don't worry about it that much. I, I think that I'm impressed by the young guys. And, yeah, I know some of the, the older guard is, is, is getting ready to retire. But, you know, I just I, I look and I just see, you know, that the Jimmy Garoppolo's of the world are going to step in there. I think, I think quarterback play is deeper than it's ever been. I, I know it's a common thing to complain about quarterback play and, and how bad it is. and whatnot. Well, yeah, that, that's going to happen when we have some injuries. I mean, that, there's no way around that. I, I mean, when, when starters get hurt, the back outside is good. But overall, there's a good young crop of young quarterbacks. And I, I think it's only going to be getting better with these, with these players really coming in, ready to play right away like at Deshaun Watson. Good stuff, Frank. We appreciate it. As always, we hope to run you down next week. Thank you, Frank Schwab. YahooSports.com. Thanks, Frank. Take care. Uh, Frank Schwab joining us as we talk a little NFL. Scott Dockerman next. A lot of men's basketball. The uh, Do you like it on the surface, Trent, going to 20? I mean, what's not to like? What, what would be the downside? You know, the, that story first came out in the summer. I loved it. Uh, I guess the one downside would be the possibility of seeing home and homes. Now, that doesn't mean Iowa State's going to go away, but Iowa's playing that neutral site game against Colorado this year. Mm-hmm. In the past, they played Kansas. Probably goes away. Those will probably go away. What about the Big Four Classic? Safe for now. For now. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, if the Big 12 would ever expand and they'd go to 20, you know, that, then it'd be a different conversation. I think it's fine for now. What what it's going to be this year? Iowa State and that fan base has filled that place up the last really three years, after what they had built. A little bit of a comeback this year. 
Not the same kind of buzz and excitement. So you don't think there'll be a lot of cardinal and gold-wearing fans? There still will be. But probably. not to the numbers that over the right. f- previous will, year. Will it be packed out like it's been the last mm. couple of years? Maybe there'll be more black and gold because of the anticipation yeah. about this year's program. That's a good call. Could yeah, be. Maybe it evens out. We'll take a timeout. Scott Dockerman is next. Kirk Ferentz is 25 minutes away. He will join us at the uh, top of the uh, hour. Stephen M. Sipple at 120. Mitch Holtz is the voice of the Kansas City Chiefs before we get out of here at 2. Trent Condon with you weekdays, noon to 2. 1700 KBGG. News, talk, sports. Yeah, we got all that online at 1700kbgg.com. It's football season, and that means it is time to find your spot for all the big games. Trent Cotton here for Draft House 50 on Mills Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. 48 big screen TVs, all the games on college Saturdays and the NFL on Sundays, Draft House 50 in West Des Moines. But it's not just about having all the great games on. You need more than that. You need great food. Draft House 50 has just that. Huge burgers. My favorite, the pizza burger. Ground beef, Italian sausage, mozzarella cheese, little marinara, and pepperoni. Big burgers, great sandwiches, pizza. If you want to go with the lighter fare, they got salads and appetizers for you as well. And you can't forget about the beer. It's in the name, Draft House 50. Local beers on tap, micro brews, whatever you're in the mood for, make it Draft House 50 in West Des Moines. Your football headquarters, Draft House 50, 6240 Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. I'll see you there. This is Charles Osgood. For many businesses, hiring is tough. You want access to highly qualified candidates fast, and you don't want to sign a long-term contract or pay upfront fees. That's why you need Indeed.com. Delivering six times more hires than any other job site, according to independent research. Indeed is offering new users a $50 credit to make their first job listing a sponsored job with premium visibility. Go to Indeed.com slash credit. That's Indeed.com slash credit. Terms, conditions, and quality standards apply. Are you putting your retirement savings in a 401k, IRA, or investment account? Then I have one word of advice. Stop. Experts warn of a stock market crash any day now, and you could lose 50% or more of your hard-earned savings again. But you don't have to lose a penny. There's a better, safer way to save for retirement, and you can learn about it in a free report. This method continues to grow your money even when the market tumbles. To get this free report, go to bankonyourself.com. That's bankonyourself.com. Bankonyourself.com. Now, we'd never tell you what kind of truck to drive, but what kind of snowplow? Well, that's a different story. For more than 65 years, Fisher Plows have been getting the job done reliably and efficiently. From heavy-duty commercial plows, V-plows, breakthrough deep snow drifts, or a personal snow plow for your half-ton truck. You'll find the Fisher Plow that's right for your need at Shuling Hitch in Des Moines and Ames. It's time to upgrade your blade with a new Fisher Plow from Shuling Hitch. Visit ShulingHitch.com. The Home Depot has ladders. Lots and lots of ladders. And now through the end of November, select ladders come right to your door with free shipping from HomeDepot.com. Select from a 6-foot step ladder, an extension ladder for higher projects, or maybe a 22-foot adjustable multi-position gorilla ladder. Step up to great savings on a new ladder. And now through November, get free shipping when you order on HomeDepot.com. Only at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Offer valid on select ladders online only.
Napa know-how. Even if the forecast doesn't call for rain, it calls for Trico Force wiper blades. Now $15 off when you buy a pair at Napa. Because in reality, a little water's no biggie compared to leaky garbage trucks, swarms of insects, or parking under a tree. So grab a pair of Trico Force wiper blades and get $15 off. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores. Offer ends 10 Black and Cardinal Divide is the first website dedicated to the Cyhawk rivalry. We cover both the Hawkeyes and the Cyclones. This is Cody, and I cover Iowa State. And I'm Derek, his younger brother, who covers the Hawkeyes. We'd like to encourage you to jump over to bcdivide.com. Tune in Wednesdays and Thursday nights as we will talk all things Cyclones and Hawkeyes. Jump over to bcdivide.com. Join us for daily banter and our social media pages at bcdivide. As brothers and fans of different teams, we grew up with a heated Cyhawk rivalry within our own family. Join us at bcdivide.com to embrace the rivalry. You don't need more sports, but you want more sports. Rockstar Satellite can fix that with free next-day installation on DirecTV. Call Rockstar Satellite, 515-262-STAR. Call today for next-day installation, 515-262-STAR. You ever wonder what you look like with a full, natural head of hair? We'll find out. Mr. Executive lets you try before you buy. Get real hair again and a lease with options. Mr. Executive offers a 90-day lease for just $200. At the end of 90 days, if you decide to keep your new hair, the initial investment goes toward the purchase price. Look, don't spend any more money on potions and lotions that don't work. Check the latest in hair replacement online at mrexecutive.com or call 274-4049. Mr. Executive, 70th and University in Windsor Heights. Welcome back to the Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG. Trent Conn and myself, noon to two weekdays. Kirk Ferentz coming up in about 20 minutes. Look forward to talking with him. Scott uh, Dockerman momentarily. And then still in the 1 o'clock hour, more Big Ten conversation. Stephen M. Sippel in his weekly spot. Nebraska on a bye week uh, as they try to right to their ship. Let's get into uh, Hawkeye topics with our buddy Scott Dockerman, Land of Ten. Uh, Scott, uh, Trent and Ken, thanks for coming on, Doc. How's things? Hey, good. I'm glad I'm the warm-up act for uh, Kirk here. Indeed you are. Uh, you know where I want to start with you is basketball-wise with the with the Big Ten media days uh, going on today in New York City. Uh, some of the coverage was on Big Ten Network. It, it seemed as though, Doc, um, you, you've covered Big Ten basketball media days in the past. This one, attendance-wise, I, I have to think it was probably significantly lower than it normally would have been had the event been in Chicago. Had to have been. I mean... You know, whenever, when I was in Chicago, you had uh, organizations like the ones I used to work at, you know, Cedar Rapids Gazette and uh, other newspapers that would drive there and, and uh, you know, or have a quick flight. When you're in New York, nothing's quick, and it's it's all uh, it's, it's challenging. So I, I think there's only one outlet. I think it is the Gazette, Jeremiah Davis, who's mm-hmm. there and uh, from the state. Um, Sean Keeler is from Land of Ten. Uh, but, you know, you just, you know, a lot of people are going to say, you know what, it's just not worth it. You know, it's worth a drive. It's not worth the flight. And uh, it's all, it's always takes place during football season. So you're always kind of stressed, you know, time-wise. So it's, it's a, I don't really understand why they're doing this. I know they want that profile in New York, mm-hmm. but it really doesn't elevate the profile in, in Des Moines and Cedar Rapids. No, I think it's all about appearances. I think it's Delaney trying to prove a point that they're going to take over that uh, that market uh, as far as, 
you know, trying to uh, get the Big Ten Network the carriage and the clearance that they that they've been able to do so far in New York. The 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 Big Ten tournament, Doc, same way, right? It's well, Indianapolis is kind of uh, you know right on the right on the fringes of what's drivable. I mean, we, we can make it at eight hours or seven, whatever it is from Des Moines. Are what what are fans going to do when the Big Ten tournament rolls around New York the, the, this coming year? Because look at Iowa should have a pretty good team and, and may be in New York for a couple of days. But you know, if you're a Hawkeye fan, that's not drivable. That's a plane ride without a doubt. Either you're going or you're not. You know, if it's if it's New York, either you're going there for the whole tournament, or you're just saying, you know what, I'm just going to watch it on the turn on the TV. I mean, Iowa has not had any success whatsoever at the Big Ten tournament since Steve Alford was there. So it's kind of wild to think about it. But but yeah, I mean, when was it Indianapolis or Chicago? And say Iowa got to a Saturday, which they haven't done since 2006, by the way. Uh, but if they got to a Saturday, you know, there'd be a ton of fans going. You know what? Let's hop in the car and go. we got to check this out. This is cool. This is different. Uh, but you can't do that in New York. Now, uh, you know, one of the things that, you know, kind of helps it in some ways is it's earlier. It's a week earlier. So um, you're not stressed as far as, like, reporter-wise, uh, we would be, you know, kind of on our <laughs> on our pins and needles because of the, the show that goes on, you know, at 5 o'clock, you know, right. the election show. And, and you look at the, the game, you know, it's like the game becomes irrelevant within five minutes afterwards, the championship. So it's, so I think this year might be better for the Big Ten rather than going all the way up to the, the selection show. Well, Doc, uh, this Iowa basketball team certainly expects to hear their name called for the NCAA tournament, but enjoyed your article the other day over at Land of Ten talking about taking that next step, not just good enough to make the tournament, but doing more when the Checking opportunity the is there. the door down, I think, is Absolutely. Yeah, they have to by now. I mean, it's... You know, I've, I've covered that team for a long time, and two of those, two of the last what four or five years, they've been in, uh, you know, the top ten. They've had really good teams. Two years ago, they ranked as high as third. Uh, you know, go go to Michigan State. They beat them once when they're number one. Beat them another time when I think they're fifth uh, by a combined thirty points. They had great teams, but you know, they finished in the round of thirty-two, and they haven't gotten any gotten higher than that. You know, since uh, nineteen ninety-nine, and you know, my kind of my point is that. You know, teams don't have celebrations. You know, schools don't have celebrations for teams that finish third in the Big Ten and in the round of 32. They want, you know, they want a Sweet 16 to celebrate or a Big Ten title or or something. You know, I mean, Iowa State has it, and Iowa doesn't. And, and this program has been good enough to get there. And you know, I know two years ago they played Villanova in the, in the round of 32, but they never should have gotten there. They should have been somewhere else. They should have played somebody else and gotten in the round of 30 or you know, Sweet 16 or beyond. Then you can have that, okay, remember when moment. And it, it's time for them to kick down the door. And this schedule's uh, conducive for doing that, you know, whether it's in the Big Ten or, you know, putting together a good enough resume where maybe you're a four or five seed and, uh, and you can make that, you know, advance. So it's time. I mean, you know, there's, the Licklider era is long gone. The team, this team needs to make some noise within the next couple of years to kind of validate where they are as a program. Scott Dockerman covers Iowa for Atlanta 10. Doc, uh, the announcement today at the Big Ten Media Days, the uh, uh, the expansion of the regular, uh, the Big Ten conference season to 20 games. What are the, is there a downside, Doc? If so, what is the downside of going to 20 games? Other than the fact that at, that at least at this point, you know, not everybody's running the same race regarding the other pi- Power Five conferences. Um, what's the downside of going to 20, if any, in your mind? 
I think it'll be a challenge for the selection committee because, you know, if you go 10 and 10 in the Big Ten or even 9 and 11, that's better than somebody who might go 12 and 6 in a different league. And you really have to weigh that. So, you know, I want to be, I want to see how the committee, you know, grades those teams. Uh, you know, if they get extra credit points for playing better teams rather than just a straight up record. But, you know, I mean, uh, collateral damage to me, I think probably will be the uh, Big Four Classic. I have not heard yeah. one way or the other, but, you know, Iowa, you know, Fran said he will play Iowa State. I asked him that the other day, and he said he will continue to play Iowa State. But, you know, you're going to 20 games. They're going to go to the, continue to go to an exempt tournament. That's two or three games there, probably four, you know, counting the, uh, the curtain raisers at home, Iowa State, you know, ACC Challenge. You know, then you're, you're looking at about five games total, and that's got to come at home. So I really think that's, uh, you know, probably going to be, you know, out the door. Now, will I, you know, will Drake or you and I go to home campuses or go to Iowa City or, or Ames in the future? I don't know. So, you know, I, again, I have not heard one way or the other, but I think that's I agree probably with you. something. Yeah. The talk of divisions. I personally in basketball don't like the idea of divisions. I like the flexibility that you can have. You want a home and home, you find out, hey, Northwestern's going to be good. You got the flexibility now to have them play Michigan State twice if you want. Uh, are you a proponent of divisions here with the 20-game conference schedule coming? No, not at all. I mean, basketball in the Big Ten is so different than football. I mean, you look at the central part of the league, you know, Indiana, Purdue, Illinois, uh, you know, they've got rivalries all over the place. And they it's the power structure in that sport is more centrally located than it is in football, where it's more on, you know, the, the different, uh, you know, poles, I guess. You know, Ohio State, Michigan on one side, Indiana, Purdue are kind of irrelevant when it comes to, who's you know, east-west. But, you know, and, and beyond that, you know, there's been so many times where it's more about the, the teams themselves you know, than it is the, the schools. Like, if you were to say who's Iowa's biggest rival in the Big Ten, you kind of him and hog go, well, historically it's probably Illinois. Maybe it's Minnesota. It's the most played one. Wisconsin's heated now. But there's really not one that sticks out. And, and Ohio State's in a similar boat where they would probably go, well, it's probably either Indiana, Michigan, Michigan State. Well, all of those schools have their own rivalries. Yep. And plus, you, you look at Iowa, Michigan State, that's been a great series. Indiana over the years, Purdue, Illinois, of course, historically. You know, it's just, there's just too much there that to just, you know, for Iowa, maybe it is. You know, division play makes sense, but not for everybody else. I couldn't agree with you more, Doc. Uh, like final couple of minutes, let's switch to the here and now, which is football. Uh, Iowa 4-2 and two as they get set to come out of the bye. I don't know what it is, Doc. Does it seem to you that whenever Northwestern and Iowa play, this is... Yeah, this might be, you know, for, from a personal standpoint, maybe the one, the Big Ten West game that I look the most forward to. I, for whatever reason, I like when Northwestern and Iowa play. How about you? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I just wrote this, and it's going to come out here in about, you know, 15, 20 minutes. But, uh, you know, this is, this. I, I think if you were to add a rivalry trophy, it would diminish the value of this. It would be a trinket. You know, I mean, you look at, you know, Iowa has four rivalry trophy, trophies. This one is played just like one, and really in the last 22 years, since 1995, this has been as competitive, uh, high-stakes series as you'll find in the, for Iowa. I mean, you know, ever since the 95 game where you had a war of words, I mean, you know, between Gary Barnett, Hayden Fry, and the players, and, and ever since then, you look at some of these games, and I think in order to be a great rivalry, you've got to have mutual pain. And, uh, you know, Iowa in 2000, 
you know, knocks Northwestern out of the Rose Bowl. I mean, they kept them from an outright Big Ten final. Who goes instead? You look at 2009, and when Iowa's 9-0, and and Ricky Stanzi gets his, you know, ankle twisted all up, yep. and, and Iowa loses that game. And, you know, you look at two years ago, I mean, both teams were ranked in the top 20, and Iowa hobbled and, and, and then pounded the daylights out of them over in Evanston. And it just, you know, there's so many different factors, and Fitzgerald's dislike for Iowa, and the fact that, you know, with Northwestern's always been patient enough to deal with Iowa's defense, you know, the then but don't break. And I, I just, I mean, Styles make bites. This is a great series, and, and I've really enjoyed it as much as any other in the Big Ten West. Doc, uh, Northwestern, the here and now for this squad. Kind of like Iowa. It, difficult to get exactly a great read on them. When you look at the Wildcats, uh, they stopped the run very well. It's got to be a bit of concern with Iowa's struggles running the football right now. Yeah, I think that's the kind of that's where the game I think might be decided is, is Iowa's run versus Northwestern's ability to stop it. I mean, that's what Northwestern's going to try to do is stop the run. Iowa needs to run; it has to. I mean, you know, since 2015, they're 24 and one if they run for 100 yards, and of course, two years ago, Akron Wiley ran for 204 by himself. So uh, Iowa's got to establish that; they've got to get better at it, and they're going to try. Uh, you know, but that said. I like the way this passing game is working for Iowa. I mean, 15 and 2 for, for Stanley, you know, and I think the younger receivers are really starting to hit their stride. So it wouldn't surprise me at all if Iowa says, you know what, we're going to, we're going to play fake a lot. We're going to try to pass to set up the run and then work that way. Uh, you know, so, you know, I, I think this is going to be a telling game. This is the most important game for Iowa season if they lose. Uh, but if they win, I think it, it kind of makes Iowa relevant and makes Iowa hey, you can't forget about Iowa and the, and the Big Ten West. So uh, I, I think this is a really important game for, for both teams, but specifically for Iowa. Mm, are you going over early Saturday morning or Friday? We're going Friday night since it's too early. I mean, if it would have been a 3 o'clock or a uh, night game, yeah, yeah, maybe go over Saturday morning. But yeah, we're going Friday night and then coming back after the eight. We will continue to follow you as we always do, Doc, and read your stuff. and look forward to that piece on Northwestern coming up uh, here uh, at some point this afternoon at Land of Ten. Thank you, Doc. All right, thanks, guys. Appreciate the time. Yeah, I appreciate having you on. Scott Jockerman, Land 10 on uh, the Iowa Hawkeyes, basketball and football. Offense starting to pick up for the Wildcats. Defense has been good. Their offensive line, Concern. I think, yes. is getting a little bit better, and that was a real concern with them. And Equal Bouquet, yeah. he's a pro. Yes. He is a pro. Their quarterbacks are very dinged up, though. Are they? Nate Stanley mm-hmm. is going to have to win this football game. They win. Nate Stanley has to have a big Because you think that they're going to struggle to run the ball, don't I you? I do. Mm-hmm. I, I do believe it's still going to be Why are issue. they struggling to run the ball? The, Be- the Becker injury was bigger than we thought. Okay. And it's just it's a lot of shuffling. But James Daniels hasn't been right. Remember, he sat yeah, out game one. Missed game one, yeah. He has not been the and same Render guy. started there, right? Welsh, he's been out of tackle, been mm-hmm. back inside. What about the two young guys? Are they starting to catch on a little bit, do you think? I think so. And and I'm real interested now. Werfs gets a start. Mm-hmm. Plenty of tape to look at, a mm-hmm. week then to prepare how he looks. If he takes a big leap here coming back, maybe they got a chance to run the football. It's tough against Northwestern. They stopped Saquon Barkley and Jonathan Taylor. It's pretty impressive. Yeah, I'll say. Because nobody stopped those two do guys Do they have Dobbins year. before the season? No, they don't have Ohio State this year. They do not. Uh, their crossovers, where are they at? Penn State, Michigan State, and Maryland. 
Maryland. From last week, right? Yep. Yeah, Maryland from last week. Uh, Kirk Ferentz is going to join us in five minutes or when we come back, which will actually be about seven minutes. We look forward to that. Uh, Stephen M. Sippel at 120. Mitch Holtis, the voice of the Chiefs, coming up at 140. Trent and I are here for another hour of the Ken Miller Show on 1700 KBGG. Afternoons, we talk sports on 1700 with Jimmy B and TC, Des Moines' savviest sports duo on the Big Talker, 1700 KBGG. Tom McCarthy and Tony Vaselli here from Westwood One with a Thursday night football preview. We're set to bring you AFC West action as the Kansas City Chiefs take on the Oakland Raiders. Tony, the Chiefs now at 5-1 and one will be looking to bounce back from their first loss of the year on Sunday. Tom, Pittsburgh's defense dominated the entire game against Kansas City. Their offense only had one first down in the first half. And Kareem Hunt, the leading rusher in the NFL, only 21 yards on the ground. For the Oakland Raiders, Derek Carr returned from injury last week. But it wasn't enough to get the victory. Their offense struggled, only scoring 16 points against the Los Angeles Chargers. It's a must-win for the Raiders this Thursday night if they want to get back in the division race. Should be a great game. Join us for the Chiefs and the Raiders on Thursday Night Football. Remember to listen to Westwood One's coverage of the NFL all season long. Right here on the Big Talker, 1700 KBGG. Napa know-how. Even if the forecast doesn't call for rain, it calls for Trico Force Wiper Blades. Now $15 off when you buy a pair at Napa. Because in reality, a little water's no biggie compared to leaky garbage trucks, swarms of insects, or parking under a tree. So grab a pair of Trico Force Wiper Blades and get $15 off. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores. Offer ends 10 I'm not much of a dancer. Never have been. Not at weddings, not at concerts, not even when my favorite song is on the radio. But there's something about seeing exactly what I ordered arrive at my facility's door the day after I ordered it. That gets my foot a tapping. That's why I love Granger. With 99% of in-stock items shipping the same day they're ordered, they get us what we need when we need it. Which means we keep moving and I keep grooving. Call clickgranger.com or stop by. Granger. For the ones who get it done. If you've fallen behind on your taxes, you know that the IRS is already coming for their money. And they'll get it, too, by garnishing your wages or maybe even taking your home or business. They call it enforced compliance. And you'd better watch out because the penalties and interest compound daily, making it seem impossible to ever get out of debt. You need to call the experts at Optima Tax Relief. Solving tax issues is all they do. One call to Optima starts the process to stop the demand letters and stop aggressive collection actions. They get to work immediately fighting to protect your assets and helping you put your tax problems behind you the irs writes off millions every year and optima knows all the ins and outs of the irs's tax assistance programs that could save you thousands so what are you waiting for call optima now for a free consultation call 800-714-8422 optima tax relief some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. At Wolf Construction, we do many large construction projects across the Midwest, but we started as a roofing company, and we're still a roofing company today. At Wolf Construction, we don't just show up with a dumpster and trailer in your driveway. We arrive with a business card in hand, ready to take care of your home. Whether it's a simple roof repair, a complete re-roofing project, or a new construction project, Wolf Construction can handle the job. Call Wolf Construction at 515 225 